Hello, welcome to the University of Brighton podcast. I'm Richard Newman. It's a bit of a special one this week as we focus on the graduate show, which opens online today, Friday, the 12th of June. This is one of the university's most important events when our art, design, architecture, and media students exhibit their final projects. They'd usually be turning studies and open spaces across the university into huge exhibitions. But of course, because of the COVID-19 pandemic, that can't happen this year. However, work's been going on behind the scenes to make sure there can be an online version. And I'm delighted to say that three of our students join me on the podcast to talk about it. And um, let's get to know you all. Thank you for coming on. Joining me is Sophie Walker, illustration student, and Sarah Louise Newman, who studies visual culture and history of art and design, and Josh Bell, who studies digital music and sound arts. So guys, thanks for all coming on. Let's quickly get an idea of what you're all doing with your projects, um, a little bit on your background and influences as well. I think we'll start with Sophie. So I'm Sophie, I'm on the illustration course, um, obviously just finished, and I do a lot of work regarding kind of responding to different briefs in different ways. I don't really have like a set style as such, but I, um, I use a lot of mediums such as photography or painting and just um, visually communicate my ideas. Um, the graduate show work I've submitted online is for like an album concept design, but I've also been doing a big project um, about COVID-19 as well. Um, and that's been one of the main projects that I've been focusing on this, this time. But um, yeah, and it's all about our response during lockdown. Cool. Josh, um, tell us about what you've been doing. Um, I'm Josh. I'm on the digital music and sound art course, which means I've specialised in um, like audio installation and musical composition. Um, I originally was making a piece uh, about climate anxiety and various things, various anxieties in the world. Um, but due to COVID-19, this became more of an introspective thing focusing on more kind of uh, personal worrying issues and kind of reflecting on wider things that are happening currently. And Sarah Louise? Um, I'm Sarah Louise. I am a student who's just finished the visual culture and history of art and design. Um, I am a research historian and I have finished a curatorship at the National Army Museum. I focus mainly on war art of the 20th century um, and um, my dissertation was about the peace treaty paintings by Sir William Orpin um, and um, I've been working at New Haven Fortress um, curating the VE Day things there at the moment. Cool. Um, let's quickly talk about well, I guess the elephant in the room is the easy thing to talk about. The fact that, you know, graduate show is not happening um, in a physical way, but we're doing this online because of, of COVID. How have you all, I mean, when we all had to leave campuses, go online with, you know, remote working or working from home, how did you, you all uh, deal with that? Was it tricky for, for some of you to continue your work? I was okay. I, I feel like I was um, quite an independent worker anyway. And obviously my course can be predominantly, a lot of it can be done on online. We use a lot of Photoshop, InDesign, that sort of thing. So as long as you've got your laptop, um, I was okay. <laughs> yeah, I'd say, I'd say similarly, I, I think I coped quite well. I think there was a little bit of a curve uh, to change plans, but actually it quite neatly 
fit into this setup and maybe was even complemented by it. So um, I think it worked surprisingly well, the pandemic, in my favour. Um, yeah, it was the same with us. I mean, with me and my, my kind of my year group, um, we were very lucky because we all got our, um, uh, our books and all our information from the libraries before the university closed down. So therefore we had all our information. All we needed now was to actually put it into the dissertations that we had. So being given time to sit at home with our dissertations and all our work, it was pretty much kind of, it was kind of a blessing in disguise, even though we couldn't see each other, we could still go online and Zoom each other or email each other or phone each other. So we were still kind of interacting with the teachers and with each other. So it was quite good, but it's not something you expect to have on the last year of your university. <laughs> Yeah, it is tricky. Uh, and Sarah Louise, I think um, right in saying you actually had to do part of your project, you, you had to go to France, didn't you? So getting that out of the way nice and early before this uh, happened was, <laughs> I guess, yeah. pretty influential. Otherwise, you would have been a bit stuck, wouldn't you? Yeah, I had to go to the Somme because um, the Somme is the First World War along with other areas of France. Um, but the Somme was where the gentleman who painted the pictures was actually stationed. Um, the man I wrote the dissertation about was actually stationed. So I had to get a kind of grasp of what it was like over there. And thankfully, I went last summer um, before any of this happened. And, but it could have been a lot worse for me because the other time I was looking to go was either summer last year or March this year. Right. Um, and so it would have fallen just as everything stopped. So I was very lucky. <laughs> yeah, very different world. Um, Josh, you said that, you know, the work sort of... Um, ended up, I guess, having a bit of a, did it sort of have a positive influence on you or sort of change your work? You, you seem to talk quite positively about that. Can you tell us why? Um, I guess I was able to do not exactly what I wanted, but probably still get the same depth and breadth. So the piece was originally just a live performance. Um, and as a result, the lockdown kind of became uh, an album uh, and a more extended uh, written piece kind of supporting that work and then the live performance as well. And I kind of feel um, the, the complementing parts of it, especially a lot of it about being um, about um, anarchy and maybe improvisation and stuff, is the final piece, the live piece. It's very messy in parts, maybe not always ideally put together, but completely contextualised by the time. So it is learning and adapting to a load of new skills. And that kind of put the piece in its place, at least for me. Mm -hmm. And, and, and Sophie, can you talk about your um, project, which was Inside Looking Out? You had a, a great response there. Yeah, it, it definitely took off more than I ever thought it would. Um, it's just the power of social media that I owe a lot of credit to, um, because once you share it and then you get your family, friends sharing it, different platforms, and then people know different people in different parts of the world. So the response was so humbling to see the amount of people that, help like help me to build this project and it was it was all about the community spirit it was about us all coming together with that common um that common window to look out of it was the importance and the poignancy of windows in in when you're just surrounded by you know, the same four walls in in lockdown um it, i was i just found myself feeling quite grateful to have a window with a nice view um, to show, you know, I'm still attached to the outside world that's still carrying on, um, even though I can't at the time, I couldn't at the time, couldn't go out, you know, um, unless it was essential at the time. So um, 
it, it was really lovely to see all the different attitudes and the different quotes. Like some people took the project brief to be like uh, an excuse for that, like to them to put their feelings on the table and tell them, tell us about their feelings towards COVID or some of them were um, health workers and whatever and, and um, like essential workers and they were explaining their thoughts on, on lockdown. And then some people were literally just, you know, telling me, Oh, look at my garden. Oh, I need to, I need to tackle the weeds and things like that. Like, it was just nice to see the contrast between people, um, you know, re responding to COVID and lockdown and, and the different um, attitudes. I'm interested to know what you all think about how lockdown has affected people and the community in general. Um, as you say, Sophie, there's been a lot of talk about the fact that there's been a little bit more community spirit. We're talking about whether going forward we take, you know, serious matters a lot more seriously. Um, Josh, I know that you know the, the with the original part we were talking about with the climate change and the and anxiety around that and the and the constant push for that. And we've seen some positives, I guess, from uh COVID in a situation that obviously people are using less transport. We haven't seen as many planes in the air. Um what, what does everyone think about how things are gonna change going forward and how this has maybe changed your lives? Um, I would say personally, coming from a war history vibe, um, there's a lot of community spirits around in Second World War and things like that. You've got neighbours now handing each other toilet rolls and, and pasta and things like that, which you would never have five years ago. You wouldn't have even looked at your neighbour. And now all of a sudden, this community spirit has come back and it's almost like it's refreshed everything. This blitz um, spirit that we hear of as well, right? yeah it is it's it's so it's it's this kind of there's like a, a an underlying hope that we had in the second world war that we've had now with the pandemic there's the hope that it's going to get better there's the hope we're going to find this vaccination there's a hope that if you can't get to the shop someone will go for the shop for you there's a hope that we have so many people helping each other nowadays um and we needed that as well as that, you know, my, my father, he's an NHS reserve. Um, and so he goes around and, and gives um, medication to people who are um, shielding so they can't go outside. And, and that, in a way, it's kind of, it's nice to have that because if he, you know, he doesn't see them, but he does, you know, they wave at him through the window, which then goes to, like you, Sophie, you see people at the window and things like that, which then gives this more kind of hopeful community spirit that we haven't seen in a long time. What's everyone else think about that in terms of how, I guess, Josh, what do you think about the, the when you're looking at the climate sort of aspects, would it, will things change? Will people take things a bit more seriously? Now we can see things get better. Uh, I guess I'm worried. I'm a bit pessimistic. I think, like you said, there's been loads of wonderful things that actually happened uh, within the lockdown. There have been improvements, but I think lots of this has come through necessity. Mm. And I really hope that this is reflected in society afterwards, that this goes and builds into a positive movement. But I have a feeling that uh, I, people want to go back to what the normal was before rather than constructing a new one. And I wonder if general mood or kind of zeitgeist uh, will push us in a direction kind of not necessarily progressing from what we've learned from this but maybe trying to retain things or getting back to what it was before let's talk about the the graduate show itself when when you first obviously as time went on and i think as we all went into lockdown there was a um 
I guess we, you know, we didn't really know how long this was all going to last. And um, probably all of us hoped it would be over a lot quicker. But when it quickly emerged, really, that the graduate show in a physical form wasn't going to be possible, what did you think straight away? Can you remember how you were told that, you know, it would be an online event instead? I remember being obviously disappointed and I've got really close friends at UAL and they, they haven't heard anything or whatever at the time. So um, when I did find out that it was online, I thought, well, at least I've got something to go on and, you know, there will be something physical, even though it is online. But actually, like now I've had time to kind of reflect um, my feelings towards it. I've realised maybe actually this is this is better, not well better in some ways like it would be more accessible from different parts of the world or different employers and it's a it's a link that you could share on any platform or your linkedin or your cv so it it will be it can be it can grow um and develop so i think it's quite a good idea mm-hmm. i think there's um adding on to that like a specialized kind of timeless quality so the context has kind of brought us here that we're now having to do this show online but it's also will be forever defined by that and it being online like I said adds this kind of permanence to it so people know everything here was created during this time period and be digitally there forever for everyone to see so the timelessness we almost feel and experience now will be forever timeless in its online space and I think, you know, that the great thing is that you were sort of mentioned that as well, Sophie, you've kind of got this professional looking, I guess it's kind of the fact that it's also on, it's part of a show, like you haven't had to put it anywhere else. It just looks, it's pretty good. Actually, it's pretty good for your portfolio, I guess. And yeah, I maybe didn't see it that way, but you've, the fact that you've the show obviously would be fantastic to be able to put something on physically uh with the uh, you know people coming in and out of exhibitions people be able to read stuff i know uh Sarah louise yours is a little bit different um but just to be able to have a platform actually for for people to view online and click to i didn't really think about it that way but long term that looks great for you guys yeah absolutely i think if it was a physical show obviously it would be wonderful and so grand but actually you'd have to take it down after the time period was up whether this one is predominantly a website and it it, it will remain as such i hope <laughs> mm. um, for a long time sarah, sarah louise how's how's your work sort of displayed on going to be displayed on the site well i mean it's really good for me because i have my own um my own web website and i have um my own articles that i've I post up on my on my blogs and I've had articles for other people but to have this is actually my dissertation that has been put on a website that anywhere in the world can be accessed is amazing because if you've got family abroad there's no way they would make it to a graduate show you know well my family would not be able to make it to a graduate show so this way they can still be part of it because I can send them the link, they can look at it, they can see, you know, over the last few few years what I've been doing, and it all kind of gels together into this graduate show, and it shows my, my friend's work as well. So it's, it's kind of nice, they get to see something they may never have seen otherwise. Josh, you've got like a, have you got an album coming out as well, I believe, is that right? Is it coming out soon? Yeah, so I've, I've got like an official release for it kind of on the 24th of June. Um, and I think it kind of it does complement and support the work. I guess there's maybe a wider breadth of issues, but at the beginning it kind of focuses more on climate anxiety, then kind of develops into more kind of personal anxiety. 
um, kind of throughout. And there, there's a few things that are definitely written or specialised mostly on, on the kind of lockdown period. Um, kind of the weird kind of quasi-social aspects of it, where we're, I don't know, I feel like I'm weirdly more sociable in the fact that I'm communicating and talking pe pe to people more than I probably usually would have, but purely in a format that is quite unfamiliar as your only mode of communication. So kind of there's, there's, there's bits in it about that. Yeah. Um, there's also like a, an idea to, I'm, I'm, I've been quite lucky to have a sneak peek of the website and, I, and the way it's been put together actually is it, it's, it's pretty impressive in the way that it does look like a sense of an event, you know, that you're going into this sort of virtual exhibition space. It's very easy to navigate. You've got uh, concepts and intros there and you've got the work underneath it and it, and it, and it looks pretty good, I have to say. And what they've done with it is, is, is brilliant. Um, and there's a, there's, a, there's a sense that they want to make this into as much into an event as possible. So there will be um, uh, discussions with students, I guess, uh, and some live events that happen as well. I mean, as, as much as you can make it, you know, as, as close to the physical one as possible, it's, it's, not a, it's not a bad effort, is it? No, it's not a bad effort. I mean, in all honesty, you have to remember that as well as doing the graduate show online, they're, the, the people who are doing this are also living through a pandemic so they they've got their own issues to deal with while doing the graduate show for us and get it all organized so i mean i take my hat off to them to, to actually organize all this for us i mean there was a lot of stuff that i had to organize and i'm not an artist in any way shape or form if anything i'm a writer um and so i'm having to create show reels i'm having to create posters and i've never done this in my life i don't have photoshop i don't even know what photoshop is so i had to kind of teach myself along the way and but thankfully the people i was sending it to would then send me back and say oh you've done this wrong quick get that sorted or this is perfect we're brilliant thanks very much or can you turn that into a jpeg and things like that so it was it was i was almost had my hand held all the way through it but it was my work and now they're helping me put it out there which is really good we'll see the like you say, the people that have just come out and helped us as the class of COVID, as it were. Um, <laughs> yeah, like people, like even me, when I was putting together my portfolios for my final hand in, like I had a graphic designer friend that had been furloughed. So he had like a, quite a bit of time on his hands. And, you know, it, it was the kindness of people coming forward. Like, oh, I can help you with that stuff. Like, you know, don't worry, let me, let me show you some templates and things like that. So um it is really nice to see again we're coming back to in a time of such darkness and such depression like it's lovely to see that people are so willing to keep keep calm and kind of carry on and like help each other definitely i think that collaborative element is, is kind of essential and i've spoken across the projects like for the graduate show but even just personally you know just reaching out for favors from friends and most people I know are furloughed also. So the amount of free time I think has allowed a lot of people to kind of do things like this, which is, which is a positive. I like the class of COVID. I think that's, that's good. And, and, and like you said, Josh, actually, I think like the fact that it's, it's a reflective of our times, the fact that we've got this online show. So um, you kind of, I guess people would expect there maybe wouldn't have been anything. So to have this is, is great. I just want to talk about your, um, all your times at the University of Brighton, because, you know, we got this weird, what was the what were the feelings like for you when um, you finished? Because you know it's not the way when you started the university. It wouldn't be the way that you expected to finish with uh, with friends and other students. Um, what were kind of the emotions? What what, what have you done with um, you know? How did you mark it? <laughs> um, well, 
I don't feel like I've finished yet until I get the, the degree in my hand. I know that sounds really stupid, but I don't feel like I've finished yet. I know I've done the work, I've handed it in, um, and all of the things that I'm meant to have done have been ticked off. It still makes me, you know, now I've got that waiting period. Um, and so at the moment, I still don't fully feel like I've finished, although I have and I've accomplished it and I'm, I'm really proud of myself. I still feel like I'm waiting for something. And I think maybe that's because of the whole COVID situation. But um, thankfully, I've got people like the student services and um, my tutors who, if I do sit there and think, oh, you know, God, I, I, have I finished? I don't know. And they can go, yeah, you have now. You can relax. You can have a nice summer holiday. And I'm like, mm, can't go out though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess it's that feeling. Oh, sorry, go on. No, sorry, go on. No, I, just, I, was, I was just going to say, no, it just it feels that feeling that you can't, it's difficult to move on, isn't it? If there's nowhere to actually physically move on to. Um, go on, Josh, sorry. I was going to say, I, I feel completely the same. I feel kind of unfinished, almost a bit underwhelmed, actually, when I, when I completed it, because a bit like, well, what, what do I do now? Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I completely, I completely understand that, that sentiment. I agree with it. I completely agree. I mean, to be, yeah. sorry. That's all right, um, <laughs> to be honest with you, the, the thing that really got to me and a few of my like um, fellow students was the fact that we weren't having a proper graduation. We weren't putting the cap on, weren't, weren't putting the gown on. That kind of devastated us more than anything else. And the fact that it's now being moved is, is something that kept us going when we were getting to the point where we were like, okay, I'm halfway through this dissertation. I've just been told I'm having no graduation ceremony. I'm in the middle of a pandemic you know, what could possibly go wrong now? Everything else has gone wrong. And then having the graduate show made us feel like there was something still to strive for and something to achieve. And now that's done. It's like, okay, we've still got something we can show the world. And you'll still have your graduation ceremony next year, hopefully. Yes, February, I think. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> let's, hope, let's hope that that can happen. When you look back um, at your time at the University of Brighton, this is, I guess, quite a, a cheesy, quite a corny question, really. But it is interesting to see how people have changed. How, how do you think you sort of changed from the start of your course to, you know, three years is a long time. What's everyone think? I, I like if you're talking on a personal scale um, from my, my personal mentality from first year to third year is drastically changed in a good way. I came in and I thought, you know, university, that means you, you have to be perfect. You can't make mistakes. Um, you can't produce like bad work everything has to be good because it's degree level and you know and it's it's totally not the case you need to um you know maybe mess up a few times or produce something that you're not quite happy with for them for you to build on that to persevere to try again um and yeah but now i'm at the end and i feel completely like i've got a different mindset and i'm really grateful to university for letting me go through that journey and that process because now um i'm hopefully going to be teaching you know the next generation of artists and i want to um for them to pick that up as well it's really important i'd say i say similar kind of similar kind of journey i think um starting from the beginning coming to come to the end there's definitely been kind of a mixture of maturity and personal growth we actually the brilliant uh, mental health support services at the university i think my well-being has greatly improved this time but also the wealth of kind of knowledge i've learned um I, I feel far more like i was offered a far broader range of music sound and different forms of art 
um, by engaging with the lectures and, uh, and, and doing university, which is, which is what you want at the end of the day. What do you think, Sarah Louise? Um, well, I kind of, I came to university with this kind of, I want to learn, teach me everything. Um, and in my first year, I literally had massive panic attacks and didn't really know what I was doing. And then in my second year, I was put in a placement at the New Haven Fort and it kind of, in a way to me, it was like, okay, this is what I want to do. This is where I want to be. I want to teach history. I want to explain what's happened in the past to the next generation. Um, and I also, the one thing I did notice really quickly in my three years was how close my like fellow students and I became, we were like a big dysfunctional family. Um, and we became very close when one of us struggled, the rest of us would pick them up. Um, and we were always there for one another, even if we had arguments, even if we were having bad days, good days, we were always 100% behind each other. And another thing that got me was the fact that how um, open the tutors were, you know, you could email them at like two o'clock in the morning and the next morning they'd reply and give you all the information you needed. They were always there and it was like, you know, you would you'd be able to like knock on their door and, and they'd be like, come in, come in, sit down, what's wrong? And that's really comforting for someone like myself who, who panics a lot. Um, and so in regards to the, the, the tutors and the students, student services were just incredible. I'm a mature student, I'm a single mother, having to go through student loans is in itself a minefield. So when you have people like Nicolette from Student Services, who is literally there for every single moment, um, it's, it's so nice to have this group of people who are behind you 100% and know that when you're struggling, they're always going to be there to help you. And I think that's what gets you through it more than anything. So you've all come to the end of your time at the uni. If someone's thinking about coming to the University of Brighton, um, from your personal experiences, what would you say to them to, to recommend uh, coming here? Um, I'll start with um, Sophie. Yeah, um, well, if you are interested in doing any sort of art form as a degree, I would say Brighton is so vibrant. It's so like artsy. It's just one of the best kind of art capitals of the UK. So um, I know I'm biased because I'm born and bred here, but um, I would so recommend because you're just constantly surrounded by such a warm, bubbly atmosphere. There's so much quirkiness and you've got things like the pride um, and then you've got the festival in May. You've just got everything. So I think in terms of location, Brighton really speaks for itself in, in um, if you want that sort of artsy atmosphere. But the university itself really soaks it up as well and it's always kind of involved with those sorts of things. So. Yeah, I really recommend it. Mm. Um, Josh and um, Sarah Louise, are you are you both from from the area as well? What what, what would you say? I'll start with uh, I'll start with Josh. I definitely Brighton appealed me appealed to me to come to here. So I lived out in the suburbs of London in Kingston, uh, and of course, like the cultural scene down here uh, is kind of progressive view on the world definitely attracted me to the place and I think going on to like literal location of like the Grand Parade campus is right in the heart of Brighton and I think that's e exceptional and at least through through my course and experience the, the amount of links you have to all the local venues uh, and art galleries here there are loads of great opportunities just just within and 
outside of the university um, here for artists, which is brilliant. What do you think, Sarah Louise? Um, for me, um, it's more a case of with the history side of things. Um, it's brilliant because you have the, literally, you look out of the uh, window at your university and you see the Pavilion Palace, you know, you see this huge um, piece of architecture, which is beautiful in a historical way, you know. Um, and then you've obviously got Brighton Museum next door to it. Um, and you've got the dome as well. And so, as well as having this kind of eclectic, really cool, trendy kind of city vibe, it also has this hidden classic side of it. So people who are historians will absolutely love it. Um, and as well as that, the university itself, Grand Parade, um, we were kind of, we were in Pavilion Parade and Grand Parade. So we have like two separate areas. We also had Edward Street as well. Um, and so you've got this little area that is, so close to each other you can walk up the road to the next part you've got the library nearby there's nowhere where you have to catch a real long bus to get somewhere it's all pretty much centralized in the area that you're going to be studying in this area which is full of amazing bars amazing shops amazing restaurants and a lot of history so it's literally everything all around you what would you all say is your sort of best memory of your time at uni you sort of pick one thing that's a tricky that's a tricky question really so uh i'm gonna leave it whoever's got one that comes straight to their mind just jump in with me i i should you know um it was it's it's been basically um anything and everything that has could possibly go wrong has in regards to things like pandemics and storms and snow and but we've all kind of muddled together and got things done and it's the whole family side of things like we would all meet up in the library um, and do work together and we'd all go out for drinks together and we'd all after class sit down and look at each other's notes together it, there wasn't a time where I felt alone there was always this kind of family vibe, this this group of friends that was always together. Um, and we, you know, we, ha we had things like our own Facebook page of all of our group. Um, we had our Art, History of Art and Design Society. We had, um, you know, writing for the, the History and Design blog. We would all do it as a group and help each other out. Um, and I think that's what I would probably take away with me the most. And, and that um, just nights out as well. <laughs> I'm not going to hold back. <laughs> they were the best. <laughs> I'd, I'd say kind of expanding on that the communal experience definitely would be one of my favourites. Like last academic year we set up like a student-led feedback session which was just peer-reviewed, peer-organised and it was brilliantly encouraging, uh, exclusively like constructive criticism but like lots of people I felt like went in and then produced better works kind of discussing, bouncing ideas off each other. Uh, and I really enjoyed that. That was that's one of my favourite moments. Yeah, I would say everything in my course was always very like led by the students themselves. We've done a lot of things. Um, we always seem to have an exhibition of some sort in a in the pub, and it's normally the bee's mouth in Hove. Um, and things like that. It's just so much fun. Like you bring on bring along your friends and have a drink and look at some art, and um, it's just lovely to be surrounded by that. What are you all doing next then? What's the, um, what's the, the long-term plan? I know two of you are doing PGCEs, but what do you sort of see yourself doing um, immediately and then long-term in, into the future as well, past that? So, yeah, so I'm doing um, PGCE, secondary art and design. Um, 
and hopefully then become a teacher of art and design and that gives I chose that career just so it gives me that free time um, alongside um, to do my own stuff and like grow as an artist and practitioner as well just in my own terms so yeah I am hoping to go into either teaching history religious education or um, uh, uh, students at colleges um, uh, like humanities at colleges um, but at the moment up until September comes along and I do the PGCE um, I'm writing a non-fiction book on uh, the Jersey occupation of the Second World War um, so that's kind of keeping me busy it's like I'm I, I can't live without writing essays at the moment mm -hmm. it's like if I stop I'll forget how to do it so I have to keep going um, and yeah I'm looking forward to to I mean I have a 13 year old daughter so for, since March, I've been teaching her. So in a way, I've had like kind of a little pre-taster of what teaching children and teenagers is like. So, um, yeah, that's what I'm hoping to, to achieve. And the thing is, when I do teaching, I can still write non-fiction books as well on things like the Second World War, the First World War, Falklands, things like that. And Josh, um, we did lose you briefly. Um, yeah, sure. do you tell us what, again from the start what, 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 you're, what you're doing. Um, I've applied for an internship at um, Sound of Music's in the more immediate future and they're a charity which helps people from disadvantaged backgrounds get into uh, music and support them through arts. So uh, I'm looking to do that alongside uh, an MA, uh, so continuing my studies in digital music and sound art. Cool. Look, thank you so much, all of you, for coming on. It's been really great to um, get to know you all a little bit more about your experiences um, at Brighton and uh, about your work in the graduate show. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. <laughs> the graduate show opens today, 12th of June. The links will be in the podcast description, as will Instagram and Twitter links for our guests. The School of Architecture show starts on the 3rd of July with MA graduates launching on the 17th of July. Keep an eye out on brighton.ac.uk as well as our social media channels for details of online events we'll be holding too. Thanks for watching or listening. Remember, you can subscribe via YouTube and Apple Podcasts. Bye for now.